Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. And that's you. New, 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 new world. I forgot to press the buttons. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's for being you. in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Yes, indeed. Shout out to you and welcome to Thursday Night Crimson Capsule, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. All right. Did y'all make some believers out of me? Did I make some believers out of me? Coach Adamus is right once again. Ladies, are you watching me? Ladies, this is going to be an important show for you. You're going to need to know this information. All right. There will be a quiz afterwards surrounded by whipped cream and uh, remove your socks. We will have a quiz and uh, feet will be out and whipped cream will be out for the nasty boys here. And that's you. It's crazy, ladies. All right. Therese got permission from, you know, Teresa's here. I believe it's Teresa. She got permission from. (laughs) Married ladies, you got to have your feet out, too. Yes, there will be extra credit. And there will be tips. Along with for the ladies, all right. Shout out to you. <laughs> all right. Hey, clean them dirty feet, by the way. Anyway, what do we got going on, man? We got a great show today. Why affairs are on the rise during this, uh, what we're going to call a recession. And we're going to be in a depression, for definitely for sure. All right. And it's, it's going to be by design. They're going to be after me in a minute, man. They're going to be after me. All right. Because I'm predicting too much. They're like, this ninja know too much. Why you know so much? Because I, what I do here and why I know women so well and men so well is because I use human behavior as a predictor. Human behavior, patterns of human behavior is how you predict how normies are going to respond. All right. And it's very clear. We're just animals. All right. We're just animals. So I can predict by patterns of human behavior, predict the future, predict what we give up in terms of freedom and what will we allow the government to control. And then it's a recipe for disaster in terms of people who like freedom. Like most people don't like freedom, especially in our history, the history of civilization. We've been more or less inclined to elect authoritative authoritative characters. Right now, over time, we get pissed off at them. Uh, Like Mussolini, I believe he ruled for like, you know, 20 years or 15 years. Um, Saddam Hussein is another example. He ruled, uh, you know, for quite a long time, 10, 12, 15 50, 11 years. But when we need them, these people come into our lives and we say, we need you. We need a solution from you. And that person says, I have the solution. And then we put them up front and then all of a sudden it's fine. And then we we praise them and then we get tired of them. All right. And then eventually they get deleted. <laughs> all right. They get. Yeah, they get deleted. You know what I mean? Like, well, OK, delete them. You know, Mussolini didn't fare well. They deleted his ass and hung his ass up by the. uh <laughs> Hung his ass up in the damn strip mall and threw rocks at him and his and his wife or his girlfriend. Saddam Hussein was hanging from a rope. So but the point is, we select people to guide us and lead us. And then they become authoritative, uh, authoritative over us. And then we get mad. But it's too late. The damage done. The damage is done. So, um, yeah, eventually that's what happens here. So America's no different. You know, they've they've stripped away, stripped away. I, let's not say they stripped away at our freedoms. We give up our freedoms. But all it takes is them to scare us. Hey, you know, you don't want to be on a plane and they pull out a razor blade. Mm. Well, as a result, you can't bring any bottled water on the plane. And we can tap your phones and you have to remove your shoes and 
you have to get x-rayed and given cancer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, <laughs> your dumb ass will do it. And you're like, well, figure it out real quick. You'll give up a little bit of freedoms for a little bit of security. Hey, there's a floating thing in the air and you, you might get it. And if you have 50, 11 predetermined Ill- illnesses, you could croak. <laughs> so put this plat, put this paper mask on. No better than a paper plane. Put this on for the next 12, 50, 11 months. And then all of a sudden take the pokey poke. Or you won't be able to do a damn thing. Okay. <laughs> like people who like their freedom be like, you ninjas got me again. Hey, it's kind of like being in the <laughs> it's kind of like being in a um it's kind of like being in the you know it's been you ever been in a college class or a high school class? You know what I mean? Like there's a couple of smart people and um a, a couple of dumb asses. And then everybody else is in between dumb. You know what I mean? They don't care. They're like, well, I don't care. All right, worksheet, I'll do it. You know, they don't give a damn. That's what it's like for me living in America. I'll be looking at people like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be looking at y'all like, damn, y'all fell for Y'all went fell for the okie doke. <laughs> the okie doke. You know what I'm saying? You ever have somebody fall for the okie doke? You're like, oh, you fell for that? Oh, shit. Now it's too late. So that's how I know. That's how I know it's going down. <laughs> and y'all was fighting me over it too. And here y'all are. Here we are in 2023. Uh, almost 2023. We're almost there in about seven weeks. Y'all didn't fought me. Look at y'all. Y'all ain't no better. Nobody died. The people who were supposed to die died. <laughs> and guess what? Now we sitting here. Now they they figured us out now. They figured out who the dummies are. And as a result, we'll go into a depression. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, man, let me get to these super chats to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV and PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. Don't be calling me no conspiracy theorists either. Y'all fell for the okie doke. Y'all ain't got to fight me and argue me on nothing. I don't got to prove nothing either. Well, prove what? <laughs> he says we were hoodwinked. Hey, by the way, humanity, humanity loved to get hoodwinked. They love to get hill winked. That's why, that's why, that's why uh Kanye kept saying the slavery is a choice and everybody disagreed. But when you think about it, you'd be like, I'll give you a quick example. I'm sorry. I'll get I, I like to talk. I'll give you a quick example. Um, there's an organization in which for about 70, 50, 11 years, there have been people who've been get, providing free labor. And this is current times. There's been people providing free labor, and we knowingly know that the people who are organizing it, they get paid millions of dollars, if not billions. Can anybody name this organization? Anybody? This is currently. Prisons pay. Prisons pay. Prisons pay. Somebody said Disney Family Court. You guys are all good. You guys got some good ones. Social media. That would be a good one. <laughs> the Democratic Fish Fry. And make YouTube. Hmm, YouTube. You know, they've been pimp slapping us for sure. They've been pimp slapping us. Somebody said Nike. 
Uh, they pay, but it's very low. Most of these guys don't make any money. It's the fish fry. And they volunteered for it. They, they, they literally chose to be there. If you want to say slavery is a choice, they chose to do it. BLM, Goodwill. Goodwill. Do they get paid at the Goodwill? I didn't know. Churches. Most nobody's got it yet. Only fans get paid. Nobody's got it yet. Interesting. Klaus Schwab. <laughs> ah, I got one. Tony. Tony AM got the one that I was thinking about. And we got another brother. Tucson got it as well. The NCAA. The NCAA. We got a couple of brothers that are saying it now. Big boy. Laramie Smith. College sports. The NCAA is, a, yes, college football. They are literally running a slave operation. <laughs> they're literally running it right in our face. We don't even notice it. Now, they're going to say, oh, we give them a scholarship. They Listen, their little scholarship that they give them, most of the kids don't graduate. You look at the graduation rates. Most of them don't graduate. That, number one, especially at the top tier university, graduation rates are low. Number two, most of them graduate with, with, with a useless degree. Useless. And then most of them don't even have the normal, typical student life. I mean, they have essentially a job where they're there for 20 hours a week, but they're there for 20, 40, 40 hours a week. They work in literally a full-time job going to college and get nothing. Now, some kids get something, right? We know they break the rules, and now they eventually change the rules saying that they can monetize their name, image, and likeness. However, <laughs> he said, the, in, the, in the past three years, you could I couldn't even give a college athlete, a slice of pizza. I couldn't give them a ride from one end of campus to the other because it would be a violation. It was against the rules. However, these kids volunteered for it. Volunteered. Now, there's an argument. Is that slavery or whatever? It, it is the closest of what you would call the modern day volunteer choice disadvantaged position that you put yourself in with the promise of maybe I'm going to get an education or something like that. Yeah, you get a scholarship. Okay, you get a scholarship. But um, think about it. I want you to think about that. So when you think about these uh, ideas of what chattel slavery was, most people think plantation, brutal slave owner. I'm of the opinion that most of it at one particular point was almost volunteer. Like you could have had a choice. The person wouldn't have done anything like there weren't everybody wasn't brutal and everybody wasn't on a plantation. But after a certain time passed, there was like <laughs> there was like like, I mean, you can run if you want. Many people, there's a documentary that actually pointed this out and they said that um, they said that the slave actually looked at it. Somebody said, bro, you tripping. Stop. 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 I'm not. And, and we're going to delete your comment. There's actually a movie that identified this as the slave looked at it as they had a bet, they had a decent situation, meaning they didn't have to pay taxes. They didn't have to have benefits or any of this stuff. Go look it up. I know most of you guys don't read. I know you most of you guys don't read. All you do is watch YouTube all day. But if you look it up towards the tail end of it, and I'm going to give you another proof of it. Can I give you some more proof? Yep, they didn't have to pay rent. They didn't have to pay taxes. They didn't have to have benefits. They Now watch this. Now watch this. Once it ended, once it ended, 
What did people choose to do? I'll wait. Put it in the comment section. Once slavery was officially ended, what did many people do? Put it in the comment section. Put it in the comment section. This is going to be this is going to prove it right here. When it ended, what did people do? Did they did they run? Put it right there. See, you guys don't read. Guys, you guys don't read. They went right back to the plantation and they sharecropped. They sharecropped the same place. They stayed. Huh? See, y'all got to think, man. Y'all got to think. See, it, we can look at it from our position and look at it from our lens and put it back there. <laughs> they went right back to Massa. Hey, hmm. Did they go off? Did they run? Did they leave? Did they flee the city? No, they did not. They went right back. And they share crop for very end. Most of them got finessed. They proceeded to get finessed. The master said they're so dumb that we're going to give them a bad deal and they're going to stay and do exactly what they were doing under slavery. I swear to God, you some left, not all did. Many people sharecropped. Now, I'm not saying slavery was a choice, but what I'm saying is in our modern lens, we see exactly this, this indentured servitude, this free work, and you don't look at it as slavery. Now, I'm going to guarantee you 50 years from now, we're going to look at every NCAA player that never got paid and we're going to think it's dumb. We're like, how would... Why did you do that? Yep. You can call me whatever you want, but the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. Y'all was supposed to get 40 acres and most of y'all got finesse signed it off. Look it up. Look it up. Somebody says, pull up ESPN articles on the NCAA earnings. I'll pull it up right now. I love to be challenged and I want you to think. I want to challenge your thoughts. I don't want you to use your emotions. Don't use your emotions. Be emotion free and think about it. He says 40 acres and some spitters. Uh, NCAA uh, earnings per year. Tell you this. One point. One point one six billion dollars in 2021. This is prior. This is prior to what they call the name and image and likeness. You know how much the players got? You know how much the players got? Zero. Legally, they could get zero. College buildings, uh, um, college campuses are built on the labor of the athlete who could not legally get paid. Many conferences and schools got millions of dollars for going to bowl games and basketball games. And the athletes got zero legally, legally, like not legally, but the school can get punished if the kid got a pizza. But you're going to sit here telling me I'm dumb. No, you're the dummy, man. How would what would you call that? Now, if you put, though, if you put that context, if you put that context and you put it in the 1860s, you would call it slavery. You would. You would be like, that's slavery. And sure enough, here we are. They're literally working for free right in front of your face, and you got nothing to say about it. That's hoodwinked. Now, of course, these people are promised. In an indentured servitude, you're promised. Maybe you'll go to the league. Maybe you'll go to the basketball league. Maybe you'll go to the football league. Maybe you won't. And guaranteed, if you didn't live, if you didn't leave with a degree, 
nobody cared. You'll be you'll be right back. You'll be right back in Memphis, Tennessee, playing 7-Eleven ball. Playing 7-Eleven ball, thinking you outsmarted it, but they pimped you. Yes, sir. So anyway, it's all about how you look at it. There's actually a great, and I don't remember the documentary off the top of my head, but there's a documentary that kind of pointed that part out. Some people towards the tail end looked at it as a labor situation rather than it was just some sort of abuse of plantation. They were like, well, I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to pay rent. I provide the Now, look, that's their man. That was their mindset back then. I can't tell you. I can't tell you I wasn't there. But maybe many people looked at it that way. And the people who looked at it that way were the people who returned back to this to do the exact same thing for pennies on the dollar. Y'all want to be mad at me. You know who you need to be mad at? <laughs> you know who you be mad at? You need to be mad at your own people. Like if your grandfather played NCAA ball and he and he ruptured his spleen and he blew his knee out and he didn't go pro and y'all still live in Memphis and your family still broke when you thought he was going to go uh, pro, be mad at your family. He don't want to take that deal. Don't ask for reparations because he blew his knee out. There's a great player. There's a great player. Name, um, who was the player? He went to Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma. He was known as the greatest running back you'd never heard of. This is an example of him. Greatest running back you never heard of. I'm going to show you. Who is the nine? Somebody name his name. Marcus Dupree. Mark, he probably watches my show. Shout out to him. He's a trucker. We're not going to dish you, Marcus. I'm going to show you exactly what it was. You guys got it. Marcus Dupree. This guy right here. Marcus Dupre was said by some to be greater, if not uh, great, if not greater than Bo Jackson and Herschel Walker. He was the next big thing. And he went to Oklahoma and he was going to go pro, certainly go pro. And he certainly did not. He certainly did not. Now, this guy was going to be worth millions of dollars. Everybody called it. It was like, he's the best thing we've ever seen in our entire life. They were paying him all up under the table. Recruiting wars. And guess what? He's driving a truck right now. Now, listen, he's doing fine. He's happy driving his truck. But if you think about the system that was the NCAA, he got a raw deal. He got a raw deal. Meaning he should be compensated and reparated because of who he was, what he draw, who he draw, and what he lost by going NCAA. He could have certainly went pro and made millions of dollars. Who knows? But he got a raw deal, huh? He was a bust. He was a bust. He didn't even get drafted. I think he might have got drafted USL, but that's an example of what I'm talking about. But from his position, he was like, I had to do what I had to do. This was the only option, and I had to volunteer. An indentured servitude, somewhat of a slave, slave. Uh, he didn't get no degree neither. He he played for the Rams for a bit. He didn't get no degree. So don't tell me, well, he got a scholarship and an education. He didn't. <laughs> okay, he got a slave contract. That's what he got. So this is what I'm talking about. I want you guys to think third dimensionally and think without emotions. Sometimes 
what you look at from a lens when you're here and present and you want to apply it back then. The people then probably weren't thinking that. All right. And they probably had an opportunity and many people said, no, nah, I'll just do this. Like many people still go to NCAA and get their little scholarship and leave with nothing. You see what I mean? We, stat, we still have uh, what they call a um, um, indentured servant slave programs right now. Anybody been to Oxnard, California? Camarillo? Anybody been to Oxnard, California? This is, I'm going to tell you how much you guys are hypocrites. Okay. <laughs> Go to Oxnard, California. Drive down. Uh, the highway is called the 101 or the 118. Go there when you're on the freeway between Camarillo and Ventura. When you're driving through Oxnard and Camarillo, I want you to look to the right. Look to the right. What you're going to see out there are a bunch of immigrants picking strawberries. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're probably not getting paid a lot of money, but I don't see you guys kicking up dust for them. What you're probably saying is that's all they can have. That's all they can get. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? That's what they deserve. That's the position in life they're in. I'm telling you, they're probably not getting paid very much. Do you care? Nope. See, you're a hypocrite. Because if you really did, that's how people probably in 1860 drove by plantation. It was like, that's what they can get. That's their position in life. What do you want me to do about it? You see what I mean? Just uh, just apply it. See, people always want to use this shit and emotions. I, just apply it to current situation. You could drive by it right now. You could drive by it right now. I don't see you protesting. They're getting paid pennies. Picking strawberries. 365 days a year, whether they are sick or not. Shekels inspect. They're getting paid nothing. No benefits. No, no, no unions. No 401k, no nothing. But you say, well, that's who they are. And that's their position in life. So be it. Yeah, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> Current event isn't the same as back in slavery. Oh, see, he went, look, he's emotional. That guy Malik is emotional. He's got to type in all caps to try to prove his point. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that, sir. Keep telling yourself that. You can believe that all you want because you're a victim. Believe it all you want, sir. But you're a hypocrite, too. Because if you ain't fighting for current slavery or current working conditions, nobody was fighting for you either. Can you blame them? <laughs> huh? Yeah, sir. Mr. Malik Trigger, we had it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional Mitch. No, you got to bring me back a conversation. Don't, don't yell at me. Don't yell at me, Malik. Because you mad that I'm hitting you with this. See, look, I can be logical. I can hit you with the same way. Now you sound like the women. Now you sound like the women who are mad at me when I'm hitting them over the head with that info. Now you sound like those women. Now you're using sign language all in your feelings. You can take your monkey ass on. I don't care. I ain't never seen no super chat from you. Take your monkey ass on if you don't want to be hit with this reel. Yeah, you came to the show today and you got your feelings hurt. Now you're all up in here jumping around. 
I don't want to see your punk ass in Oxnard to go lobby for the laborers, the day laborers out there. Go to Home Depot and ask them day laborers if they got a job today. Go to U-Haul and ask those day laborers how they feel about their current economic position. Okay? Yeah, you ain't going to do it. Because you're going to be like, well, that's what it is. Exactly. Now sit your butt down. Sit your butt down. It ain't the same as it was. Were you there? Were you there in 1860? Were you there in 1740? Were you there in 1500? You weren't there. You were not there. So how can you say? I wasn't there, so I'm not saying, but I'm also saying there are people currently taking bad situations and bad contracts. And what they're doing is now later on from a different lens, we're saying, how can they take a bad contract like that? <laughs> Where is he at? He got the hell up out of here. Frederick Douglass said the same thing in the community. I got mad at him. So did you know who else? Harriet Tubman allegedly said the same thing. Harriet Tubman allegedly said the same thing when the, the quote attributed to her was, I would have freed more slaves if they knew they were slaves. That was the quote attributed to Harriet Tubman. So I'm not off base here. Now, I don't know if she really said that, but that's what they said. She said, which, which means in effect, they didn't realize they were slaves. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't accept it. It was like, I'm not a slave. I'll stay here. I got what? I got rent-free, benefits, no taxes, booyah. Swallow your tongue. Swallow your damn tongue. He's... <laughs> They were, they were fine. They're like, why do I need to go? I'm cool here. Which means, in effect, what? Unplug your <laughs> All right. I know it sounds weird. It's a hard conversation to have. But honestly, the conversation needs to be had. Conversation needs to be had. It's far time. Anyway, they had three hots in the cop. I mean, look, we need to have a conversation. We need to do the research. We can't speak for those people. We need to let the people speak for them. You might find out that um, your grandfather was given ample opportunities to do such things, and this has actually been proven, and he signed his rights away to land and property. Many of them got swindled by doing so, but many of them decided to do so because of the economic situation that they were in. I'll give you another example. The territory of Malibu, California, was once owned up until the 1850s by a Mexican ranchero. And he owned the entire area of what we know as Malibu. Now, this man had, had all of that territory, which is now worth millions of dollars. And un unfortunately, he ran into an economic situation which he could no longer afford the land, and he sold it for dirt cheap. Now, some people might say they swindled him, they, they did whatever they did. Yeah, but he got into an economic situation where he had to sell, and he sold. Looking back, it's a dumbass move. And by the way, the debt that he was in probably was no less than $5,000 of current, uh, current money at that time. It was like worth five. It was like five thousand dollars then, which would have been millions of dollars now. Right. So let's put it all in perspective. He got into an economic bind. He sold all that land. It's worth billions. And he gave it away.
Now, that family probably could come back and say, hey, man, they swindled him out of that land. At the end of the day, he needed the money at the time. And many of you guys are doing that. You're selling your family and your future down the river so you can stay working at the auto zone. Whose fault is that? You stay working at the auto zone instead of being the entrepreneur and the good millionaire that you can be because you're in the economic bind, Nate. It's all, it's all, you got to think about it, man. You got to think about it. The many of your family members that you think got, got screwed over, probably signed their rights away. Just like your mother. She, she flushed some of your, your brothers and sisters down the toilet voluntarily because she couldn't afford them. Same thing with your, some of y'all's daddies. Some of y'all's daddies ran because he couldn't afford you. He didn't get screwed over. He couldn't afford you. <laughs> hey man, it's real, man. Let's keep it real. But you got to do your research. People are irate at me right now. <laughs> People are irate. Yeah, some of y'all mothers ruined your future by putting utilities on your credit report. But you think you need reparations uh, because of that. No, your mother did that because of the economic situation she was in at the time. She probably was given another opportunity and chose not to do that. Some of them. Some of y'all got sold out for child support. Some of y'all got sold out for child support. It's a hard, it's a hard lesson. Our ancestors weren't perfect. Many of them weren't the victims that we believe them to be. We just have to do our due diligence and find out. Some of them chose to be in the position that they're in. It's a tough talk. It's a tough talk. I know it's emotional. It's ro It's hardcore. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Persp history, he says, he says, I was with coach until he brought up the Home Depot that I got triggered. Yeah. Mm. He says, cutting to the white me, boy, people going to be pissed off at me, but you can't argue it. Uh, Frederick Douglass supports me. And you look up to Frederick Douglass. Uh, Harriet Tubman, the figure called Harriet Tubman, said the exact same thing. Said the exact same thing. They just said it in a different way. That wasn't as cold as I said it. But if you think about the quote, I could have freed thousands of more slaves if they would have realized they were slaves. That right there could give you an indication that most people said, we're good here. We're good here. That what would that be? What would that be? Some of your some of your uh, your, your father, he could have been the next Michael Jordan, but he twisted his ankle and his knee. By taking a free scholarship, he didn't leave with the degree. And he took the free scholarship. It now ruined his future. Okay. Happens to everybody, man. Where's Malik at? Where's Malik? He left. He left. He left. He's gone. Tough conversation. I know. And by the way, some of these junior college girls are going to say the exact same thing in the future. Matter of fact, there's an article of a junior college girl saying the exact same thing. Uh, she then it was a girl who worked as a junior college girl. Now she's in her 40s and she coming back saying I didn't choose to do. Well, I had to choose it, but my situation was essentially saying I didn't. It, it wasn't my fault. It was Jermaine's fault. So that's another thing you better work out because a lot of these girls that are doing this, they're doing it. And they're choosing to do it, but they're doing it because of the economic situation they're in. And when they go and turn 35 and 40, 
they're going to be going, it's Jermaine's fault. And they was slavery. And they're like, I had to when people took advantage of me. And they're going to be talking about they was in shackles and chains at your house getting tied up in handcuffs. Okay? And they're going to be portraying it and painting it just like, just like that. How are you going to argue against it? Well, he gave me food. He paid my rent. All of that stuff. Your rent's due, motherfucker. I was good. <laughs> all right. Anyway, people are mad, mad. But it's okay. I don't really care, man. I mean, I'm a free thinker uh, to an extent. So anyway, uh, shout out to the earlier contributors. <laughs> Malik, did you send the super chat, sir? I know you're trying to get my attention now. You don't have to agree with me. Send me a super chat. Shout out to Abba Wesker says, I call modern XXs the Eddie Guerreros because seems like every day they lie, cheat, and steal. He says, and they will do the frog splash on a sugar daddy for a bag. Yes. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yes, they will. Shout out to Freedom Podcast, saving men's lives one stream at a time. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, Ricky Webster, coach, my brother had a 44-year-old woman tell him two weeks ago that she was pregnant but lost the baby at four weeks. What's your take on that? She lying. <laughs> She's lying. 44-year-old woman pregnant. What race is she? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I actually had an older woman like that did tell me she was pregnant once. I was like, I was like, I'm going to wait this shit out. <laughs> sure enough. Oh, it was a scare. It's like, Yeah. Like, I, I was like, you have the nerve, you're older woman. Like, you're going to pull a pregnancy scare on me? I wasn't concerned. But I did bust, so I'm just letting you know. <laughs> she had gas. All right, Modi Jacqueline, a shout-out to you. All right, shout-out to you. Uh, uh, Amin Sadala says, uh, tuition for my Coach Gang member card entering year five. Shout-out to you. Yes, we're entering a year five. He says, keep us off the plantation and... And your knees on these Mitch's necks and they mama's necks. Yes, indeed. Free agent for life. All right. Shout out to the dictator says cash app won't let me buy your book. What the hell? That's weird. All right. My contact lens is bugging out right now. So <laughs> right in the middle of the show. Right in the middle of the show. By the way, I had a great grandfather. My great grandfather. Yeah, my great grandfather played in the Negro Leagues. He played in the Negro Leagues. And so I think about him a lot. And I go, man, I like why, you know, the choice, the choice was restricted, but he still chose to barnstorm and get on the bus and and all of that stuff for, for very little. And, you know, uh, he didn't make a lot. I barely, I don't think they made a lot of money back then. But it was their only opportunity. So they did it. He chose to do it. He could have not played and said, forget it. I'll wait until they sign us up for the major leagues. And, but he did it out of what he wanted to do. He enjoyed it. But it's not the same. I'm not making it the same, but I'm just saying that's a choice. He chose to do it, and he moved his family around to do it. He played in Atlanta and Cleveland. He's in the Negro League Encyclopedia, and uh, he I don't think he was a star. He had a nickname and all that, and it's fantastic. I got a picture of him in my house. I have two pictures of him, but I have a picture of him in my house, and it is what it is. All right, shout out to Higher Image Status. Says it's been a while just checking in, Coach Gang. Appreciate you, man. Did I get Damien from earlier? Shout out to Damien. He says, thanks, Coach. Keep on preaching. Shout out to you. Shout out to Rob. He says, um, 
some shorts Issa Rae Kerry Washington yacht invite. Is that a YouTube short? A Kerry Ray Issa wait Kerry Washington Issa Rae. All right, all those old women. <laughs> them sound like some old women. Issa Rae. Hold on for a second. Let me pull these people up. Issa Rae. I hear the name all the time. I just don't know who she is. All right, my pop culture again. Issa Rae. Let me put her age in here. Let me see something. See. Yeah, 37. Okay, 37, 37. All right, then she probably looks still look good. I see her. I see her. She chocolatey too. I see her. Some of her pictures look very nice. Some of them don't. She's just depends on how her makeup is going. Like some, yeah. She looks like somebody I know. Carrie Washington age. Here we go. Carrie Washington. She got to be old. 45. Yeah, we got to put her to the side. We got to put her to the side. <laughs> we got to put Carrie to the side. 45. Yeah, that's, that's going to be it for her. By the way, she's smoking hot too. She's smoking hot and she smokes. And she smokes. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and put let's put Carrie Washington to the side for now. She's she's approaching Halle Berry status. That's we're gonna put her to the side. Yeah. We're gonna put her to the side. We're gonna make we're gonna make room for some other youngins out here. You know, we're gonna make <laughs> Chloe and what's them little twins' names? Chloe and whoever getting ran through by rappers. You know what I mean? That old light skinned girl. What's the light skinned girl? The 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 mulatto chick. What's the mulatto chick? You know who I'm talking about? Spider Man girlfriend. Spider Man girlfriend. We 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 need to we need to put 40s. We need to put women in their 40s. We need to hang their jersey up. We need to hang their jersey up. Y'all y'all gave us a good two decades. <laughs> y'all gave us a good two decades. We 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 lusted after you. You provided us with great things. You 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 probably got naked when you were all firm. Most female actresses are got naked in at least one movie, especially in the beginning. You can rarely name a female actress that didn't get naked at one particular point. And don't start naming Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey. We ain't talking about them. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, Zendaya. Zendaya and Haley Bailey and Bailey. Haley and Clay. Yeah, we need to start. <laughs> we need to start hanging up the jerseys. 40. Thank you, Kerry Washington. You are now in the Hottie Hall of Fame. You are now in the Holly Hall of Fame, but I'm, I'm not going to continue to look up pictures and lust after you. She goes up there with Nia Long and Issa Rae's kind of approaching Hall of Fame status. Um, she's she's recognizable name wise. I don't know what she's done. Uh, you know, all of these people, Halle Berry, thank you for your services. You know, at 19, you were there and all the way up into 40 and 50, 11. <laughs> right. Thank you for Monster Ball. You know what I mean? You did your thing. We, we're going to put y'all to the side. Alfre Woodard. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what is the girl's name? Yo, I'm crazy, man. Yeah, we need to throw that towel in, you know. Appreciate your work at your peak. You provided us with great TNA. Janet Jackson, hang the jersey up. You know what I mean? I'm not going to steal. Mariah Carey, hang it up. Angela Bassett, hang it up. We ain't going to be at 50 and 60. What's that one girl? Cookie from uh, Empire. Hang it up. Layla Rashawn. Hang it up. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. for. By the way, these people we're naming, they're the same age as the girls coming up that you guys calling us perverts about. <laughs> What's the girl? Uh, uh, Lisa Bonet. 
Thank you for your service. Hang it up. You know, the, the girls now, Chloe and Haley and, 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 and Zendaya, they're the same age as when the Janet was famous. They're the same age as when Kerry Washington were famous. They were the same age. Let, let them get some run. Let them get some shine and tell all these people to hang their shit up. That's all I say. Hang your wig up. That's what we're going to call it. Hang your wig up. <laughs> yeah, Madonna out here still trying to put her titties all in the screen. Hang up your wig. We ain't about to be out here lusting. After, I'm not about to lust after no Kerry Washington when I got Instagram. When I can just go on and, and, and look at another young girl in a wig. Not Glorilla, Glorilla. Glorilla. I don't want to look at them either. No, no city girls. Hang it up, bitch. Hang that, hang it, hang it up. I don't got no time to be doing this. There's some younger, hot pieces of tail out here. <laughs> What's the other girl? Kelly Rowland. Let me pull her age up. Kelly Rowland, hang it up. Now, listen, when I tell them to hang it up, doesn't mean they ain't going to get them cheeks clapped if they came over here to CGA's house. That's what we have to understand. They still going to get clapped out. But. <laughs> oh, man. What's up? Hey, yeah, Kelly Rowland, 41. Time to retire. Look, look, time to retire. Let's take your ass off. Hold on for a second. Let's put the roof music. We had a good run. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Let's go ahead and give her a clap here. Let's give her a round of applause. You're hanging that wig up. Hang it up. Yeah. You know, you provided some great years. You know, and by the way, once again, Kelly Rowland, when she started, she's the same age as Haley Bailey, Haley Bailey, and all of these people that you're like, they're young though, coach. They they popped off at the same age as those girls. Now they're 40 and y'all still riding the wave. What, what is the other girl? Somebody, oh, Cassie. Oh, man, damn, I love me some Cassie. This show is going to be too long. I got a junior college appointment today. Uh, Cassie, man, what's Cassie's age? Is it time for her? Cassie Ventura to hang it up? 36, she got a couple more years. <laughs> but Lord have mercy. That Cassie. Yeah, that was a, that was she my weakness. She was my weakness back in the day. Every picture I saw, oh, then she shaved her head on the side. Cassie Ventura, she can get it. I'm 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 keeping her in the game. You can stay in the game, baby. You can stay in the game. <laughs> there you go. All right, she's 36. Mm. That might not even be a wig either. Oh yeah. That 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 right there that 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 and Diddy was cranking that back. <laughs> Diddy Diddy allegedly was cranking that back. Hold up. Yeah, she can't hang it up yet. She can't hang it up. She got a couple more years of eligibility. She got a couple more years of eligibility. <laughs> hey Cassie, if you hear me out here, I'll cash it all in. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And that's a real hair lord. Christine Miliana, Christine Million, what's her name? She's a little tiny foldable thing, too. This show is not going to go off the this Christine Million. I think it's time for her to hang it up. What's her name? Christine Million. Age. Let me look it up. 
hang it up. She 41, hang it up, hang it up, hang it up, hang it up. But like, but like I said, if she was here, <laughs> I'll put it all on the nine for Cassie. Cassie, you hear me out here. I'm I'm signaling him for you. Hold on, listen. We won't get to any of the subjects that we're talking about today because I'm supposed to cut it off here in 45 minutes. All right. Um, now that we pissed everybody off, you've got the plural blacks are pissed. Um, the women are pissed. Older women are pissed. Who do else do we need to get today? Uh, people, uh, you know, Latinos that had their father working at the Home Depot are pissed. I've just pissed everybody off today. All right. Let me get back to these. Uh, anyway. I got to get to some cash app. Shout out to Rob. Appreciate you. He told us about Issa Rae. She's still eligible. Shout out to Deshaun. He says, no, they don't like freedom, coach. Stay away from, you didn't say, but yes, they don't, people like, oh, stay away from, he says, catching up, busy cooking, lost track. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Shout out to Philip. He says, the dark side in the building. Yes, indeed. And some of these opinions I have, you know what I mean? Do your own research. You don't have to agree with what I said. If you don't agree, and uh, you have a valid point. I'm all ears. We're not going to argue and get pissy. Um, but if you have an opposing opinion on it, I'm sure I'm open ears. I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely open ears. Shout out to uh, any. Let me check PayPal and then we'll kick it. So I said we found coaches kryptonite. Yeah, man. I used to Cassie, man, 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 man. She was a good looking girl. I don't know what she looks like. I think she got married to a white person. Like a white guy. Not that that matters or nothing. Shout out to Maryland guy. He says, uh, let me do three, four of these, and then we'll go. Maryland guy says, uh, what's up, coach? He says, I just wanted to say, I've seen women. I know to be married or in relationships, checking out other guys at the gym. She's not yours. It's just your turn. It's your turn. Ladies are like, I never look at another man. I really can't see myself looking at another man. That's a lie, gentlemen. Do not believe that. Van says, coach, uh, do you have any advice to uh, avoid burnout? I can feel it coming. Pause. And I don't know what to do. I have I do multiple jobs, but I can't take a day off because I have responsibilities. Any suggestions? Will peace leave help? Uh, yeah, you got to find ways to distract you during your off time. I mean, I always told you working two jobs will burn you out. Will burn you out. But um, I have significant amount of ambition. So I do get burned out. You know, it's tough being on two shows a day for a long extended period of time. And it really doesn't afford me to do, you know, during the middle of the day, I'm kind of limited in what I can do because I'm like, oh, I got to get back and prepare. Right. So that's a form of burnout. But I'm pretty ambitious and um, I limit the things that I try to, you know, I think idle time is the devil's time because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I won't do the evening show. And then I say, what am I going to do? And then some junior college girl will have her 10 toes up. And I was like, well, that cost me today. Could have made some money. <laughs> it's like that worked in my favor. That worked in opposite of my favor. Or I'll be sitting there like Al Bundy with my hand in my pants on the couch. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> or I'll go sit out and hang on the corner slinging rocks and smoking weed. I mean, it ain't like there's something way better going on. I got to keep it pushing. All right, I got dreams to hit. Right? We can stay broke, but I got dope to sell. So anyway, man, look, try not to get two jobs. Try to get, we talk about this, primary income. Secondary incomes would be something that is somewhat residual, passive, and or um, compounding. Yeah, man, you got to get after it. You got to get after it. Shout out to, let me see if I can say these two brothers' names here. 
Uh, let me see here. He says, Coach, um, to speak on, wait, Coach, to speak on going from big girls to foldable girls, I had a foldable soccer player when I took a break from being a nasty boy. We are both surprised at how easy it was for me to pick her up when we switched from missionary to cowgirl. He says, I almost accidentally threw her over my shoulder like a potato sack. He says, free agent lifestyle for life and F, uh, F, FL foldable for life in the buildings. Yeah, shout out to oh, you. Wait you. a minute. Well, that's the big girls. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, when you guys get out of going with big girls, it changes your life, man. Like, you can't even believe it. You're like, hmm. You got to make some foldables in there. Got to make some foldables. If you nasty, you nasty. I get it. Royal Scott says, Coach, thank you so much for that story about your papa clawing your ass off the ledge. He says that in the floor burger story really shows me how legit and real you are. Coach Cartel to the meteor hits Coach Game for life. Thank you, Royal Scott. Yeah, man, it's real in the field. And I don't have a reason to lie. Sometimes I'm wrong. Most times I'm not. All right, look, let's get to these stories real quick. Let's get to these stories. Is is um is Malik in still here? Malik, are you here? Are you protesting the NCAA tomorrow? Nope. <laughs> are you protesting current forms of abusive labor contracts? No? Nope. Are you going to be in Oxnard or Camarillo anytime soon? I just gave you the location. Malik is still here. Oh, he's still here. Hey, let's give him a round of applause. At least he's here, man. Shout out to you. He's like, I'm not going to argue with this ninja. Shout out to you. Hey, I'll see you in Oxnard. I'll see you in Camarillo. We're going to protest the labor, unreal labor um, situation of the people who pick strawberries. <laughs> and we might get a couple of Latinos pregnant while we have that. No, I'm just joking, man. Man, stop. Stop. We're not going to do that either. We're just going to protest. All right, here he is. Malik is still here. He, oh, you're going to the Democratic fish fry, you say. He's at the fish fry. I think we have live footage of Malik. Uh, I'm just playing. Let me stop. He going to come searching me. He going to come. Hey, shout out to him. I appreciate him. At least he said he was still here. He said he was still here. All right, anyway, let me stop. Let me stop. All right, uh, where's the first? This is the first subject. An hour in. All right. Anyway, let's do it quickly here. Uh, what about toxic? Do toxic? Do women like? Uh, wait a minute. That's not the right one. It's this one. It's the number two story. Do women really like toxic men? All right. So let's get this uh, meme up here. This is a cut from a dating show where this woman here, there she is right there. She's going to pick from a group of men. She's going to ask them questions like the love connection. And then what she's going to do is pick the one. Who she likes. Now, we don't hear the other people's responses. We're just going to hear this guy's response. Let's go ahead and play it. If we had a fight, how would you make it up to me? Contestant number one. Hey, how are you? I missed you. Um, so I would gaslight you into you thinking you're the problem. And then I would Never abuse mind. you emotionally to you get to a point where you only get satisfaction from me. And if I tell you you look good or anything like that, and then I would start slightly treating you better. So you think I'm changing. And then I it would be this off and on until you're almost hooked for life. And I'm like, almost like a drug to you where even when you're not around me and we break up, like you're yearning for me like nicotine. Oh, and if that doesn't work, I'd get uh, go to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails, a movie. Okay. All right. Who are you most? All right. So you heard the guy. You heard the guy. There's six guys. There's, there's a brother. There's a skater. And then there's a half brother over there. We call him Mr. Lightskin. And there's a goofball. 
and there's a proper corporate guy, and then there's that guy, the toxic guy, loving hell. The reveal. Who do you think she's going to pick? What's attracted to? The first one, the black jacket. Yes, indeed, gentlemen. She picked the Chad. She picked the toxic guy. Now, the discussion is, was he being truthful? Was he being honest about what he said? Let me see. I got a freezer where she pointed him out. She was like, I want that guy. She wanted the roller coaster emotional guy. She wanted the abuser. He claimed he said, I'll abuse you this. I'll gaslight you that. And then I'll do this and that. Or we'll go to the movies. She loved it. She loved it. She was like, oh, he's funny. Funny humor is the way to a girl's heart. And she picked him out of all of these other goofballs that said the right thing and was nervous, palm sweating. All right. Dressed in their polo shirt. Brother came with his pipe and salami. I got 12 inches of salami. Didn't work. Who do you want? I want. I want the toxic guy. <laughs> so it shows you. It shows you guys, uh, especially if a woman's in her 20s. Odds are if you're if you have her while she's in her 20s, you are the wrong guy. Now, that one's going to hurt some women's feelings, ladies. Ladies, you know, this is true. How many ladies, ladies, are you here listening to me? How many of you still are with the man that you were with while you were in your 20s? Yeah. If she's with you, you're not the right guy. You're the wrong one. You're probably toxic. You're probably making her work and clamoring and all that. <laughs> and now after she turns 30 and 40 and late 20s and early 30s, you're the jerks. All right. Exhausted by the jerks. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, man. By the time late 20, early 30s, she figured it out, especially in her young 20s. The proof is in the pudding. All right. She picked the guy. Against impossible odds. Let's play it again here. If we and by the way, look at her body language. Look at her, what she's thinking. Huh? What? What do you mean? Mm. She gave him everything to let him know he was wrong. Not only that, the other men in the audience was like, look at this bo bozo. Look at this loser. All right. He's saying all the wrong things. I got a better chance. And guess what? They didn't get picked. Had a fight. How would you make it up to me? Contestant number one. Hey. How are you? I missed you. Um, so I would gaslight you into you thinking you're the problem. And then I would Never abuse mind. you emotionally to you get to a point where you only get satisfaction from me. And if I tell you you look good or anything like that, and then I would start slightly treating you better. So you'd think I'm changing. And then I it would be this off and on until you're almost hooked for life. And I'm like, almost like a drug to you where even when you're not around me and we break up, like you're yearning for me like nicotine. Oh, and if that doesn't work, I'd get uh, go to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Whew. I thought you were serious that's what she's thinking because she didn't got her peace leave wet are you gonna abuse me you're gonna take me for all I'm worth you're gonna be a bum you're gonna shoot you're gonna fill my belly up my, my peace leave up with babies and then you're gonna treat me so bad oh, you'll take me to oh, boy 
make sure you're still an asshole, though. A movie, okay. Oh, yeah, a movie. Yes, a movie. I'll go with you, abuser. Take me with you. <laughs> By the way, I fold her ass up like a love letter from the second grade, but let's continue. Okay. All right, who are you most attracted to? The first one. I want him black. in the black jacket. Jack yeah, hold on for a second. Yeah. <laughs> A movie, okay. All right, who are you most attracted to? The first one, the black jacket. Damn, man, guys, man. Y'all gotta, oh, man. Take me away, King Kong. Take me away, Beauty and the Beast. You beast, you lion. You lion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have baby your lion babies. Beat me up. Whip me into the rope. Tie me up. Degrade me. Spit on me. <laughs> Treat me like a tramp. Tell me I'm the 304 that I am. Yeah. Man, what a world we live in, man. Choke me. I love to be choked. Yeah, I be trying to choke people out now. Paul. Spit down my neck. I'm telling you, man, it's crazy, man. It's crazy out there. Whip me. Spank me. What a cold, cold world. Okay, next one. We'll make it uh, quick here. Uh, make sure she takes her plan B at all costs. Here's the uh, guy. This is a this is a um, this is a meme. But uh, let's go ahead and play it. Let me see if I can have to refresh it. Here it is, right here. Tyrone. He got mold all in his refrigerator. Pookie make, uh-oh, there it is. The plan B. Baby! Breakfast ready. <laughs> Shout out to Tyrone, Jamal, and Dexter. Oh, man, he got her, man. Hey, he was like, I shot up the club. I skeet, skeet, skeet it. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You ain't having my baby. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, man, we know that that possibly couldn't work. We know that that possibly couldn't work. But, of course, we love the humor. He makes too much sugar in it. He makes too much sugar in it. Oh, man. Anyway, what a world we live in. I'm glad to share it with you guys. I got to look here. Hold on for a second. Let's see here. Let me see here. I was looking at somebody else. He's he he came in late. I'm sure he's probably at the beginning of the stream. And um, what he said was it wasn't chattel. He says the NCA is not chattel. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, chattel was basically where your uh, property all right, you're treated as real property and whatnot. But that's false. In modern uses, chattel also refers to as tangible, movable, personal property. Interesting, sir. But I don't know if you know how the NCA works. Do you know how the NCA works? I hate they bring this up, but they have something called a letter of intent. 
when you sign the letter of intent, you own you belong to the university, and I, as a coach, have to release you from that letter of intent. There was a time where coaches could not, would not release them to, from that letter of intent. Therefore, they couldn't play at a uni another university. Now, is that exact property? No, but yes. The National Letter of Intent makes you obligated for one-year scholarships renewable to me and me alone, my university. Okay? So I have your rights. Now, it's a little bit more common for people to transfer and they have a transfer portal. But as a coach, if a player came to me and I did not want to lose them and they said, I want to go to another school, I want to transfer. I can say you ain't going nowhere. What would you call that? <laughs> what would you call that? That would be movable property. Uh, the NBA NFL moves the same way. I mean, although these people are getting paid, but they're still the working class of the, that league and they are still obliged to the owner who holds their rights. If I draft you and you say, I'm not going to play for you, you can strong arm me and I can also get value for you. You're a movable commodity. I can say, okay, well, you don't want to pay for me. You don't want to play for me. I'm going to get a whole bunch of draft picks for your ass. You don't get to just walk out. I get it, man. I get it. People are trying to make it different. And of course there's apples and oranges. Uh, right. I, I'm not trying to say it's the same thing. You, you did hear that. You did hear that. I'm not trying to say it's the same thing, but it is a form of what? Free labor. It was free labor that you can't dispute that. And that was my point. And people are choosing free labor situations. Yes. So don't try to make it say I said it was the same thing under the same conditions of what you learned. However, it is true that it is a free labor situation, which people chose. And we'll continue with the show. Thank you very much. Maybe you'll catch up to the stream. All right. Let me do a couple of super chats here. <laughs> I know people like to, like to, I, people like to challenge me and whatnot. But yeah, it is still you're still a piece of property. You still are owned. You still have to work your way. You still have to get agreement from the head coach in the university to move to another place. That would be chattel. Under the definition of chattel, that would be chattel. Or would it not? Okay. I mean, that's a debatable. That would be debatable, but you're still talking about labor. You're talking about a labor dispute. Okay. King Uru. Shout out to you. He says, wife ran to Africa with my kids. And he says, I tried to call to set up some gifts for them, but she ignores my calls and she will tell my kids your daddy never tried. He says, I learned to not sweat it. Okay. I learned to not sweat it guys. Yeah. Those things, man. I know, man, uh, I have a guy calling me here. We're going to do a call. Um, men don't know what to do in these situations. And uh, you know, time only time will tell how things turn out. But of course he's trying to do his best to see his kids and be involved with the kids. And he's in a no win situation and he knows his kids are getting um, emotionally terrorized, right? Meaning she's telling him a story that's not exactly true. But if you did want to know, you can make another one that looked just like the other ones. And that's our power. We can do this into our 40s, our 50s, our 60s. If, in fact, you do want to have better control over the situation with your kids. 
All right. Or you can choose to not and live the free agent lifestyle as a result, man. It's not a perfect scenario. And it's not the same for each guy. King Hazy says, check out Ice Spice. I don't think you've seen her. I've seen her. I've seen Ice Spice. She's one of those. She's a weird looking thing. Right. But she I don't know, man. Like sometimes she's she's another one. She like looks good. But then I'm like, mm, what is it about her? You know, I just can't see myself hitting that behind with that afro. I just can't. <laughs> but she's a cutie. I think her face is cute. Her body is a little too out of shape for my taste. All right. It's a little too out of shape, right? Because I know this shit. But listen, a with time is going to be bad news. How old is Ice Spice? Ice Spice. 22? All right. I need her now. I need her to report the duty to right now. Right now. All right. I'm not wasting no time. If she gets to 25, this shit's about to be a disaster. So I need her to report right now. She's a little, she's a little, anyway, I don't want to go in on her too much because it's unnecessary. <laughs> All right. All right. It's kind of unnecessary. Shout out to Ricky Webster says, hey, coach, that 44-year-old who told my brother that she was pregnant is black, five foot three and weighs 215 to 220 pounds. Goodness. He says, your take again. The baby wouldn't have made it. <laughs> I don't know. But um, by the way, if you guys want to know, if you're messing with women over the, uh, over the weight of 185 pounds, which a lot of you brothers are, you messing with a heavy, you messing with a heavyweight. Now I got to cut you. Um, these women's birth control does not work the same. Birth control is almost ineffective after 175 pounds. So the, the doctors of their OBGYN are going to have to put in a lot more. They're going to have to go double dose at that weight. But I want to remind you guys of something. You guys keep messing with these big women and skeeting off in them. I want you to know that if you keep doing this and uh, she has your baby, you're going to be ever looking at this. Your post-nut clarity is going to be apparent. And everywhere you go, the school, amusement parks, uh, child custody cases, everywhere you go, they're going to be like, that's your baby mama? <laughs> Shit. Nah, that that changed my approach to um, uh, getting women too. I make sure I wear the condom extra heavy if I'm with a heavy chick. I don't want, I don't want her walking around with my baby at all. I don't want her walking around with my baby because I don't want to have to explain, damn, CGA, that's your baby mama? Oh. Anyway, uh, somebody said, how about not skiing inside? Hey, if someone's fertile, you don't have to ski inside. That's the thing about pregnancy. You don't have to let all the kids out. They could be just a couple of kids just in there. And don't pull out on the pullout method. The pullout method is not, you know, it's a good method, but it ain't 100%. Rolo's hair dye. <laughs> He says, uh, hey, CGA, what's the year and model of Morpheus, a.k.a. the Porsche? And what's the mileage looking to possibly purchase one as well in doing homework? Sounds like the private investigator. <laughs> private investigator has arrived, y'all. Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? Private investigators arrive. 
Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, 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 the junior college is here. Jackson B. Okay. All right. What are we doing here? And uh, D double D says, I'll come back to that later. Uh, double D says, had an ex hit me after two years claiming she had an early termination. I guess the rent is due. It is. We're going to get into it. Yeah. All right. I don't own that car. Whatever that car is, that car is for social media only. I don't own that car. <laughs> Whatever that car is you see on there, I'm borrowing that car. I rent that car. I have no ownership. I don't own no. What what kind of car you said? Morpheus? I don't. I've never heard of it. What car? <laughs> Shit, that's a prop for social media. And I can write off the rental. I got a bus pass and a pack of Twizzlers, as Martin Lawrence said. I don't got nothing. <laughs> I own zero. All right, shout out to Double D. He says, had an ex, oh, I, oh, he had an ex hit you up two years claiming she had a termination. So you skied in her. She had a, she had a baby or she, she deleted the baby. Wait. Y'all ready for this? She deleted the baby and now she's here. Incognito thought leader says, choke a pog and catch a case. Be careful. Yes, because especially, you know, uh, fair skinned pogs, they, your fingerprints be all up on their neck and they be taking pictures afterwards in the bathroom or your fingerprints around their neck especially if they porcelain skin. So be careful because you look good. And she'd be like, oh, wow, boy, you really put it on me. She'd be in the bathroom. Click, click, just in case. All right, Mr. Apple says, come on, coach. It's no nut November. You got 13 more days. Yeah, I failed that one. Maybe next year. All right, maybe next year. Not this year, though. I've already, I've already lost the battle. What do we got here? I'm going to do a couple of PayPal's and then we'll do the last story. Um, and I got a coaching call too. This is going to be a scramble for real. This is going to be a mess. Did I get Jeremiah Franz? Jeremiah, the Franz Franz says, Malik, your mama yelled down the stairs. Dinner's ready nearly an hour ago. He says, it's cold now. Arsehole. All right. Shout out to you. It's cold, Malik. Going down there. Malik sending me a book right now. All right. Chattel slavery. <laughs> he said, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying, he said to be a book. Read this book right here, brother. This book will tell you. Maryland guy, did you see where Nancy Pelosi is stepping down as the House Democratic leader? She didn't have a choice. Knowing she doesn't want to give up the power, she likely was forced to. She didn't want to. But now she ain't got no choice. They like, get your ass out of the way, man. She's been there way too long. She's been one of the figures in America, at least for the last 25 years. She's done more damage than good, in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. The Democratic fish fry, you could think different. Jay Cool here says, um, um, he says, uh, Coach Jay Cool here, and I'm not pissed, just trying to figure out some things I can do to keep from feeling lonely. All right. Um, well, you have to provide us some context, but uh, yeah, man, you know, hobbies, get a bite, learn to fix something, learn to mow a lawn, I don't know, start a business, uh, you know, read a couple of books. Go to the junior college, but I, I don't know what you are doing. That's the problem. I don't know what you're doing. And we got a co-sponsorship in here. I'm rich, bitch. Chad, um, his name is Shad Moss. I don't know if that's real because I think that's Little Bow Wow. 
He says, my wife refuses to divorce me. Wait, my wife refuses divorce, tells me not to get anyone pregnant, but doesn't want divorce. Damn. Johnny Del Rome, let's give you another one. I'm rich, bitch. All right. Johnny Del Rome says, a woman asked me yesterday why I didn't have a girlfriend. And I said, besides the fact that I work 72 hours a week, most women are not good enough for me. This is not the time to scoop up cookie. It's time to get that money and build more streams of income. Just join the Patreon. All glory to God for his blessings, keeping us safe, healthy, secure, and keeping us free agents with a peace of mind. This is not the time. Do you guys realize what we're about to go into? We're about to go into a very, very hard economic time. And I'm of the opinion, as many, that um, the economy is going to be purposely, the, the markets are going to be purposely harmed potentially by someone i don't know who it is but yes and there's reasons why i think that but i don't have time to share uh macaroni tony says it's not he says if not for the o'bannon brothers this new name image and like this landscape never happens them brothers took ncaa to court exactly yep and many people don't know about this stuff so i kind of tried to fill you in on the the, the practices of the NCAA, if you knew some of the overlords of the NCAA around the 1950s and 60s, they admitted that they were running a slave operation. They were like, if we, if and, pri and primarily the people who were the revenue uh, generators in sports, which were NCAA basketball, NCAA football, um, those people, the, the, the NCAA was built off of those people's backs for decades. And they, one, one of the, um, commissioners of the NCAA who felt so guilty he resigned he said um the person that he worked over that was very much an iron fist NCAA commissioner was basically like we cannot we cannot let the athletes get paid because it ruin is going to ruin our ability to make money basically like a slave operator if you research the NCAA in the earlier commissioners in the 50s and 60s they ran it like a plantation they ran it exactly like a plantation. They were like, we cannot allow them to get paid. It wasn't because, oh, amateurism going to get ruined. They literally were like, if these people get paid, we're going to not, it's going to all fold. We can, we cannot let these people get paid. We cannot let these people get paid. By the way, the Olympics were run the exact same way as well. The Olympics were run the exact same way up until about 1996. If I'm not mistaken, they were all amateurs. They couldn't even get they couldn't even get paid. They couldn't even get sponsors. If you think about that shit and you see the people now, they're millionaires. The little girl, Suni Lee and uh, Simone Biles and them. They were all getting paid. They're all millionaires doing the Olympics in the in 1992. You could not do that. Or in 1988, you couldn't do that. Yeah. 1992 was the change because the dream team became a part of it. But before. All the Olympic athletes could not get paid. You think about this shit. <laughs> think about it. It's it's a guy, guys. You guys don't want to think about it because you you want to make it like this dude's wearing cut off shirt, shorts, a hat, out in the sun with a satchel. Unpaid labor is unpaid labor. And if people are going, I'm going to prevent you from getting paid. What is it? Give me a de definition of that. Define it. <laughs> Define it. 
Um, I agree today people are, are choosing to be slaves, but back in slavery, there was definitely no choice until the 300 plus years of the slavery. He said modern day slavery. So there were, so everybody was a slave. I'm just asking. I, I shouldn't say it like that because that's not that's not proper. But do we know other people to be slaves that weren't slaves, that fought themselves out of slavery, that bought themselves out? Can you name one? Can you name one that has bought their way out of slavery? Just just wondering. Has anyone tried it? Did it work? There are people that did. I can name one. But maybe there were more. <laughs> Do you guys really want me to blame? I'll blame I'll blame your sisters. I'll blame your sisters. By the way, the Haitians wore their way out of slavery. I think they made a choice. We're not going for this shit. <laughs> Now, they're forever paying for that, by the way, unfortunately. And the Clintons made sure that they screwed them over a little bit longer. But the Haitians said, nah, there's no choice here. <laughs> it's like, we're not doing this shit. Anyway. Guess there was a choice and they chose to fight it. Some people chose to not fight. I don't know what to tell you. It's not clear cut. That question is not clear cut. All right, last one. Let me see here. Speaking of, yeah, they paid for it. They ain't getting no support. But I think that's a remnants, remains of them fighting for their freedom. But, hey, freedom is a price. There's a, there's a phrase called the there's a price for freedom. Unfortunately, it ain't all it ain't all shits and giggles. You fight for your freedom, then you on your own, unfortunately. All right. So, again, going back to your question. Going back to your question, you're saying they chose. There was no other choice. Haiti. There was a choice. All right. They said, fuck it. Now, I'm just saying, it, yeah, did people in America not do it? And do are we blaming them? No, I'm just saying there was a choice. Haiti fought out of it. Nat Turner lick. <laughs> they hit him with that Nat Turner. Nat Turner said, fuck it. There was a choice. All right. Anyway, this is a complicated subject matter. It's not it's not clean down the line. I understand what you're saying, but there's always going to be a situation. Somebody says you're losing followers talking this type of talk. Do you think I care about followers? I don't give a damn, but you still here. You still here. I don't care about no followers. I already got a plaque. I really don't give a damn about no hundred thousand dollars followers and all of that. I don't give a damn. I'm here to talk my shit and swallow spit. I don't care about the numbers. <laughs> you think I'm here? Oh my God. Five people unsubscribe for me. I don't care. None of the followers I lost ever super chatted me. I can guarantee none of them followers I lost ever sent the super chat. I can almost guarantee it. 
So who cares? <laughs> you think I care? Oh my God, don't leave, guys. Guys, don't leave. You're disagreeing with me? Shit. Take your monkey ass on if you disagree. I don't care. <laughs> anyway. Y'all be tripping to me out. Oh, you're going to lose followers. I already got a channel, 200,000 subscribers plus. Who cares? All right, there's 80,000 over here. There's 49 over there. I got channels with I got channels with 10,000 over there. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm way past those days. Like, I'm out here sweating. I'm out here sweating. My God, don't unsubscribe. If you don't like what I'm saying, you can leave. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're here to have a little bit of. If people can't handle it, they can't handle it. But I'm going to tell you something. You can disagree. I'm certainly not wrong. All right. I have a point. You just don't want to see the point. You just want to lie in your. We had it the worst. Okay. You want to ride that shit? Go ahead and ride it. And you ain't going to do nothing about it. And by the way, the immigrants are going to pile in on your ass. And the, there's 2 million people. I'm saying you talking that talk. Shout out to you. Appreciate you, Mr. Mac. Hey, check this out. Check this out. There's 2 million immigrants per year coming into America. There's 11 undocumented immigrants. China's buying up farmland. Um, Bill Gates is buying up everything. You guys are going to be eating um, you guys are going to be eating uh, fake meat and crickets in the next 30 years. Your net worth is going down. You'll be on CBDC. And let me tell you something. None of those people care about chattel slavery. They're not going to even listen to your story. They don't care. By the way, many of them crawled to get here. Many of them got on boats and rafts. Many of them have had their own problems over there. Many of them escaped Horrible conditions from where they came from in their previous land. You think they're going to sit here? Oh, my God. Chattel slavery in the 1830s. I guarantee you they want. You think China is going to worry about when they start buying up all your farmland? You think Bill Gates, before he told you to get the poke for you to keep working at AutoZone, is going to care about chattel slavery? I need you guys to really catch up to the modern times. I'm going to promise you, and I don't say this because I, I wish it was different. They are not going to care. Nope. They're not going to care, bro. And they're not going to care when y'all eating beyond meat and crickets. <laughs> yeah, when Klaus when Klaus Schwab is up there telling you you'll own you'll you'll own nothing and you'll like it. I guarantee you they're not going to go back and say we need to fix because the immigrants are here going, we wasn't here. It's going to be one of those things that is going to be hard to reconcile. But you're going to talk to someone about the current situation and you're going to go back to the 1800s or the 1700s and they're not going to care. And it's uh, it's sad. It's sad, but it's the reality. Their their family members struggled here and their for as, as the <laughs> their family members struggled here for a generation or two. Right. Uh, people are just really struggling in a in a in a recession now where people are tough trying to get their keep their head above water. It's going to be hard to to go back and be like, well, we had it worse back then. People have it worse right now. 
People have it bad right now. We ain't got time to have no sympathy party. And the only people, and the, the last people on here, they need to get over it too, is the you know who. New, 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 new world. What they talk about is damn near ancient history at this point, and they are hurting people by trying to keep us in that front, uh, mind frame to try to figure out um, we don't want to go back to that time. Well, hey, <laughs> you know, we got stuff to worry about now. So, man, I'm telling you, man, I, I, you guys, if you want to free yourself, you need to free yourself of that thing, man. Until it comes back up, you know, it's a, it's a point of history. We need to always remember it. And we need to always be reminded to not ever choose that again, or at least put ourselves in the position to become that again. But uh, the sad situation is you kind of are that now. We are all, all that now. We are all the form of that right now. Student loan debt. Student loan debt. Some of y'all ain't never getting out of that debt. That that's a form of indentured servitude that is almost criminal. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional the amount of people that are on debts like that. But yet here you guys are. Here you guys are volunteering for it. There's people still volunteering for that criminal indentured servitude now. What do you call that? That would be called a choice. I mean, it's a tough conversation. I get it. But, you know, people are still choosing to be slaves today. Anyway, they choke. Debt is slavery. And that's all they changed it into. You, you, it went from chattel slavery. You, 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 the, the, the definition of chattel slavery is what? Property. Your property. Who are, who, which one of you are not property of somebody at this point? You're all property. You're all property to your AutoZone job. You're property and indebted to your credit card companies in the bank. Many of you have criminal records that you're a property of the state. Many of you are properties of the state institution that you get your education from. Okay, You choose to do this on a daily basis, and your grandkids uh, in the future are going to say what? That was effed up. You got on student loan debt for 40 years of your life, the first 40 years of your life, and you finally freed yourself out of it when you turned 52. There's black women right now saying they'll never pay off their student loan debt. That would be called slavery. I'm going to say it's slavery and their property of the government. All right. They're saying they're not going to pay it off. They're going to live with this debt forever. They're going to choose to live with this debt forever. Guys. And they ain't never going to be rich. They'll never be an entrepreneur. They'll never be worked themselves out of the middle class. They'll always be where they are for the next 30, 40 years. If not in a worse position, by choice. He says some simple save them, not all of them. Not all of them. This is just how I think. And you guys got to stop thinking one dimensionally. In my opinion, you're thinking one dimensionally, trying to bring me back to 1776. I don't give a damn about that. I'm worried about 2025. <laughs> I want to know about 2025, guys. What are we going to do about 2050? That's going to have a way greater impact on me than 1775. I can learn from it, but I'm worried about the future. Remember, let's move forward. <laughs> All right, check this out. Check this out, man. This is Kylie Jenner. 
vote to the Billboard Awards. I like the vibe. Me too. I'm still a mom, but these are the years that I'm supposed to be naked with my titties out. So, yeah. I am getting ready to go to the Billboard Awards. I like the vibe. Me too. I'm still a mom, but these are the years that I'm supposed to be naked with my titties out. So, yeah. So this is what, again, I mean, we're talking about choices here. This is a choice that we hear women are being objectified. And now, in the past, we heard women were objectified, men are predators, men are creeps. And in present time, what are they doing? Objectifying themselves. It's the same argument we were just having. Now, in the future, they're going to be like, men used to objectify us on OnlyFans. We know what's coming. And your grandkids are going to say, granny, why were you on uh, with your titties and your ass out? Oh, men forced us to do it. It's the same argument. <laughs> it's the same argument. Joe, you were slave before. Now, when you were given choice, you chose objectifying. You chose objectification. And then later on, you're going to claim to be a victim. I swear to God. It's human nature. So here we go right here. This is what the future is for you young ladies out here this is the future wives these are the these are what your future wives are um they're 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 watching and guaranteed none of these people are going to have any of this money in the future kylie jenner will the rest of these thoughts will not and then they're going to claim victim and they were taken advantage of okay getting through it affairs are set to explode i gotta be off this thing here in the next we're screwed. All right. So I'm screwed. I'm going to be late, but it's all good. Affairs, extramarital affairs make women happier than men. This is what you're up against. Extramarital affairs make women happier than men. This is the propaganda that is being pushed down the throats of your people. And these are the studies. And these are the feminist groups that are putting these studies out. They're studying it and they're putting it out. That what is this going to encourage women to do? They're going to give them the choice to do something that's probably stupid. Okay. Um, here's another article right here. It says, um, affairs put a spring in your step and boost your self-esteem and life satisfaction, but only if you're a woman. Only if you're a woman. Mm. Only if you're a woman. Yeah, not if you're a guy, though. <laughs> it, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Again, I, I think. Humanity is not very bright. We're not very brilliant people. And um, here's another example of it. When men wanted to be out here cheating, they certainly didn't have articles related to this. But here we go. Now, here's the economics of it. We're in the downturn, recession, potential depression, potential market crashes uh, in the future. Why affairs are on the rise in the cost of living crisis. By Beth Ashley. Another woman. Why are women on his boy? They know where to go, man. They know to get to the media and teaching jobs. It's a socialist agenda. All right. Um, as long as they have the pen or the means of communication and the wet brains of children, they get to influence the future. Okay. And so they get into the media. They know how to get in there, get into the media, get into the education system. But uh, this article does highlight two men cheating on their wives. But they're going to tell you why, and I'm going to share with you why affairs happen, especially in bad economies. It says right here, I don't know why I cheated on my wife. I didn't do it on purpose. Get out of here. Mm. 
is I think I maybe uh, I think maybe the arguing got to be too much. When you have economic downturns, you're going to have arguing. 41-year-old contractor Mark said, whose name has been changed to protect his identity, tells Mashable, I Mashable, I never imagined I'd be someone who had an affair. Mark started off having an affair with a woman who probably was fine with it late last year. It's one of those things that where I felt bad about it in the beginning and wanted to stop and fess up to my wife, but I kept putting it off. Now it's been a year, and out of nowhere, it feels too big to let out. Yeah, of course. Um, I wasn't trying to have an affair. Looking back, I think it was about getting attention. Money troubles started between Mark and his wife in September 2021. September 2021. New, 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 new world order. Okay. And are yet to ease. So they're still in trouble and he's fornicating. All right. It was all kind of a, it was all kind of born from the cost of living crisis and the rowing and whatnot. We lived paycheck to paycheck before, so every, so even a slight increase in bills would have left us effed. Then we got a big increase. Soon as all these conversations uh, revolved, soon all of their conversations revolved around money. It revolved around money and where they were going to find it for the gas, electric, and petrol. Then we, that's when we started the fight every day. So again, this is what happens in downturns. And this is what happens to the real estate market. I talked about that. Divorces go up significantly when there's a downturn because the fighting uh, becomes much. This is why you don't get in a relationship right now. Because, yeah, you are living paycheck to paycheck. You're using that person as a roommate. And inevitably, real life is going to happen. And he talks about how he, he had the affair. But let's move forward here. Since the cost of living crisis began, and this is in the UK, thousands of people are turning to affairs. According to the data from the marital affairs website, Illicit Encounters, and it's a dating app for married people looking to cheat. The website, which is well have well over a million members, saw a 169% spike in new members over the summer this year, with uh, August 2022 reaching a record high for signups in a month. Mm. Money worries can lead to cheating. So what's exactly so what is what exactly is causing people's eyes to wander outside of their marriage? It could be arguing over money. Guys, that's the reality of the situation. I know you guys think marriage is always oh, just wonderful when you get married. And if you have a tight budget, you're going to be arguing. It is not going to be comfortable unless one person has the purse strings. Right. And just it, it's a it's a tough thing. Money stresses and marriages will break you. It's going to break the marriages. A recent report from Stowe Family Law showed 20% of couples affected by the cost of living crisis regularly argue over what to allocate, where to allocate their dwindling funds towards. Inflation will kick that ass. As inflation goes up, remember, you're taking a pay cut every day. You're taking a fat pay cut. With stress being uh, proven to make people more likely to cheat, Perhaps it's not surprising how many affairs are occurring. So they're saying, hey, man, uh, the money, the money. Charlotte Fox, Fox Weber, psychotherapist and author of What We Want, A Journey Through 12 of Our Deepest Desires, tells Mashable that couples often experience stress around money because money creates pernicious, pernicious opportunities for control issues to play out. Damn. Yeah, you want a relationship now, bro? No, man, it, it went. And I've been saying this about relationships. So I've been saying 
it's all good. It's all funny games until you move in. When you move in, it's real life now. There's no more anticipation. I can't wait to see you. Are you home? Are you home from work? I'm going to come over to your apartment. I'm going to come over to your house. We're going to spend the night this weekend. Well, typically what happens is you never discuss real life issues. You never discuss the money. You never discuss the gas bill. Why are you using the electric bill? How come you haven't washed the dishes? Take the trash out. The dog shitted on the carpet. You're not talking about real issues anymore. So thus, the relationship changes dynamically during cohabitation and marriage. Changes dynamically. It's real life now. Why you don't dress up no more? Why you don't wear makeup? Oh, it's tight financially. We can't watch. We got to cut the cable. Well, I don't want you to cut the cable. Now it's not. It's a different relationship. Reality hits. And then people have to deal with that. Most people fake the funk for the first two years. Then people start getting selfish when the love wears off. This is just not, it's not, it's not complicated. It says right here, uh, there's fantasy and reality with money. Uh, oh, oh, let me remind you of this. When you're, when you're also dating, your, your finances are secret. You're secret, right? Sometimes you're doing a little bit more when you date. You spend a little bit more money than you want. And then when you're ready to reel back, oh man, my money's getting out of control. You pull back. But then when you're in a relationship or a marriage, guess what? The finances should be right out there on the table. And everybody sees what's what and wins what. Wow, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it gets real. It says right there, there's fantasy and reality with money. And the reality tends to be disappointing. She explains, couples fall in love. Couples falling in love might feel like they're embarking on a joyous adventure. But there's a there's no awakening as rude as the reminder of not having enough money. She notes that couples are constantly um, constantly on how they would like to experience independence and freedom and how to divide responsibilities between each other, especially when it comes to money. And that creates a lot of opportunities for arguments and stress generally. Yes. Well, I want to buy some new high heels. I need a new dress. I need a new suit. I need a new tie. I need some new shoes. I need to pay off my credit card bill. I need to pay off my student loan bill. Well, we need to keep the electricity on. Well, you can't pay off your student loan bill because I got to keep the electricity on. Shit. You think you know what a relationship is? That's what a relationship is. Well, last week you bought a new pair of Jordans. Well, you bought five new Jordans and you're complaining about, I bought a new black dress. That's what that shit happens. And then they're going to be like, you spent money on your classic cars. I have classic cars. Well, these classic cars are worth money. These are an investment. Well, my shoes are an investment. You bought a new shotgun. Well, I can't buy something. Well, you bought something. That right there is what relationships are. Most of them. And that shit, when this money's tight, that shit get real, real fast. All right. Don't let there be nothing crazy going on here. Uh, but anyway, it says right here, you can read the article here. I'm not going to go in it too much. Loneliness, shame, and searching for attention. Interesting there. But they're outlining a couple things. Oh, uh, they talked about the 2000, 2008 recession. It says right here, um... It says further research from the illicit encounter surveyed a thousand members on a uh, thousand members asking questions like, do you think the cost of living is impacting your marriage and making you more likely to cheat? An overwhelming 85% of them answered yes. Yes. It's I'm thinking about cheating because of the current living situation. Yes. The current cost of living. And uh, a research study from the relationship therapy company relate 
also had similar figures indicating that the fallout of the 2008 recession in the UK put great stress on couples. And by the way, UK is very much measurable to the United States. It says right there, those who were severely impacted saw a breakup rate increase up to 16%. And divorce went haywire during 2008. All right, so you see it right there. Uh, that's the article. You guys can read it. It's on Mashable. You can Google it. Uh, it says right here, why affairs are on the rise as the cost of living um, increases, right? Anyway. What do we got here? Definitely got to wrap it up here. So, a <laughs> did I get double D? I did. Incognito, I got you. Mr. Apple says, come on, coach. It's no, no, November. I got you. John A says, you crack me up when you go after the private investigators. He says, they're going to turn into free agents. He says, tell them to hit the like button on the way out. Shout out to the private investigators. Hit that like button. Sheldon Ross says, LOL. Hey, coach, can you tell? Me, what your monthly income is and your zip code. <laughs> I'm thinking about moving it to your area. <laughs> All right, Bob says they, he says they, it will. I'm sorry, you made a mistake, I'm sure. It will be a long recession. It will be a long recession. All right, if you guys think we're digging out of this overnight, you're out of your mind. The gentleman Cole says, Good evening, coach. I taught a class full of baby mothers on welfare for a few years. The class roster refreshed every week. My assistant and I will play game, uh, play the game. Who hit that? Mm. For sure. Who hit that? Yeah, you see these baby moms like, who hit that donkey? Who hit that moose? Somebody hit it. Some ninja hit it or see, and bust it all up in there. By the way, those women are more likely to keep their babies than terminated. And then they're running around with your seed. The seed of Rusko says it surely was a choice. There was, uh, there was a slave ship with, ethnic Igbos and he says when they landed in the south they turned and walked into the Atlantic and died wow yeah man that's crazy by the way if you look up man, I don't even want to get into it shout out to rational rationality says uh collecting as many illegal gorditas as I can <laughs> they gonna get knocked up on you bruh you're gonna have too many babies running around here them people, man, get knocked up with the swiftness. Be careful. All right. Christopher B says, uh, have been doing a lot of lurking and so now doing some paying. Shout out to you. He says, thanks for all. Thanks for what you do. Appreciate it. All right. JC says, coach, your Juco waiting or your Juco watching your stream, seeing if you're going to be late, getting mad at you, looking at you, Martin Lutherly. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is a, I don't think she's bright enough to figure out. <laughs> I'm just playing. She ain't bright enough to figure it out. All right. Um. Anyway, she's a youngin. You gotta love them. You gotta love them. Um. Shout out to Jones G. Thanks, ladies, but your service is no longer required. All right. We're my. You, we we're we're we. You know, you guys are outsourcing women now. I'm outsourcing them, like from maid services to meal prepping to massages. I don't need no. I'll rub your back type of woman. My man Sheldon says, listen to coach, birth control plus are uh, weak. Oh, sorry. Birth controls are weak when the girls are big. Big girls, birth control is weak. That's why they keep getting knocked up. And he says, birth control doesn't work on big girls. That's why they have the most kids. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it's true. We did an article on it. 
We did an article on it. Past 175 pounds, the birth control effectiveness decreases. All right. <laughs> Lamont says, talk, yo, talk. This is why we listen. And you can't, you know what I mean? Thanks, man. Hey, man, I got guts out here. I'll be out here. You know, man, they don't like this type of conversation because they forever want you to be a victim. They're going to have you eating fish fry nuggets, worrying about, like, what's the point? You know, that you guys got to get past the point. What's the point about worrying about 250 years ago? Um, maybe there's a point to you. I, I want to know, though. I want to know as a man. Maybe put it in the put it in the chat. You can super chat it. What's the point now at this point? <laughs> like that's a forever that's a forever democratic fish fry talk point. Now I can I can I can have it on my mind. I can be like, damn, that's messed up in my relatives and my ancestors. I can pray to them. I can get Deion Sanders and Shannon Sharp in here, and we can do a whole bunch of abba daba daba. Like, what's the point now? What's the point of trying to fix that bullshit? Like we in a hole. We in a hole and that hole has been widened significantly after slavery. <laughs> right? It wasn't widened because it's been wide after that. And so let's stop taking people to Cabo and getting them killed. How about that? All right, can we can we worry about that? I don't know. Like I just want people, I want brothers to really wake up as a man. Y'all got to get rid of that conversation. Have you ever heard black women talk about that shit? Black women love to bring that shit up. They'd be like this. They'd be like, well, we're used to being single mothers because in the slave days, they took the kid from us. Really? Really? You're going to go back to 1756. <laughs> really? Well, I'll have you know, if you really want to know, I'll have you know that that's not true. I can debunk that in, in, in 10 seconds. Because prior to, I mean, after the turn of the century, 1900, the most common marriage was between black men and black women. They were the most commonly married up until the 1950s, more likely to produce two-parent households. What happened? So it wasn't during slavery that you came on and latched on to that. It was when the Welfare Acts came out and y'all started trading black men for welfare checks. That's what it that's where it's that's where it changed up. But you don't want to talk about that shit. It wasn't no damn slave. See, that, that's a common argument. See? See what I'm talking about? Y'all want to bring it back to the 1700s and act like you missed the whole 1900s in your dumbass decisions. Y'all got hoodwinked and bamboozled. All right? That's what I'm talking about. So let's stop dealing with 1776. How about we deal with what's in front of us right now and those, your baby boomer ass parents and the people that, let's talk about that. <laughs> Y'all don't want to talk about that shit. No, that had nothing to do with Lyndon B. Johnson and Martin Luther King signing the Welfare Acts and Civil Rights Acts of 1965. Yes, and I put that in my book, The Evolution. It's in my book where the shift happened. It wasn't 1776. It was 1976. Huh. Anyway, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Double RCGA is giving us the real 
histography histography of slavery most report to the overseer yes shout out to you free agent for life shout out to the double r all right it was more the civil rights act of 1964 that put us in the position we are in now also the crack epidemic also hip-hop era promoting hypersexuality single motherhood player and pimpism and all of that yeah y'all don't want to credit these people where the credit at for those people they certainly did put us in us up a shit storm wasn't no slave master that did none of that because we was doing good and of course you can go back to tulsa and rosewood yeah we was doing good then we was doing better than coachy sweater then coochie sweater And Margaret Sanger. Yeah, they be up here supporting Margaret Sanger and Hillary Clinton and getting the, got the nerve to be mad at me about talking about 1776. Margaret Sanger is a known eugenist, known to have the publications called The Negro Problem, associated closely with the likes of W.E.B. Du Bois, another hero in the community. That was, you know, these are all people. New, 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 new world order. It had nothing to do with no 17, 1800s. I'm going to tell you that right now. Your problem started in the 1900s for sure. But y'all don't want to deal with that shit. You know, when I put it in your face and say, well, Hillary Clinton was, her hero was Margaret Sanger. Y'all be like. Y'all got no smoke. No smoke. See, this is that coward bullshit. Y'all want to, y'all want to put the, y'all want to put all the blame on dead people. How about get the people that are alive that are doing it to you, but you ain't got no smoke? How about get these record labels? Where are all these record labels promoting these crimes? And then when one of the rappers say something about these record label executives, they persecute them. How about that? You ain't got no smoke for that, huh? But he can say ninja and he can kill and he can kill all these dudes on a record label. He can tell you to smoke up dope. But as soon as he tell the tell you about the record companies, guess what? Everybody go Scooby Doo. Yeah. No smoke, cowards. I don't want to hear nothing about no damn slave masters. <laughs> I want to hear nothing about no damn slave masters, man. Get the ones that are alive today. Y'all ain't gonna do shit. Anyway. <laughs> I hate when y'all hate when I get like this. Y'all hate when I get like this. Y'all rut roll. Rut roll. Kanye better shut up. Just like a just like a common slave, Kanye, Kanye never shut up. Abba dabba dabba. Just like a common slave. Y'all telling him to shut up. He gonna lose his money. <laughs> but 1775. Same thing. You was the dude on the plantation. You better hush up. You better hush up. Master gonna come and cut chop your foot off. You was the same dude. Talk about you was going to do something and you weren't going to do shit. Soon as I start getting a run, you better hush up, boy. <laughs> LeBron, Shaq, they telling you to hush up, boy. You, huh, Boy, you make a little bit too much noise around here, boy. You better hush up around here or they going to get your toes. You the same way today. Kanye better shut up. He going to lose this Adidas deal. Man, these people, y'all cowards, man. I mean, look. But let's hang up all the dead overseers, the people that died in 1734. Let's hang up on them and we, let's persecute them. Let's go to their grave and kick dirt on it. I, I got to stop. 
What you going to do? They dead. They've been dead for 300 years. <laughs> All right, but you ain't going to do nothing now. Get them now. They right here doing the same thing. Get them. No, it's different now. It ain't the same. All right, I'm telling you what it is. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. Boxer Ryan Garcia ran out on his baby mama before his fame, but now he's got the bread and he came back to do the right thing, CGAB knowing he's come back. Yeah, man. Shout out to him. I don't know, man. I got to check that story out. I got to check these super chats. All right, uh, OB Trice says, Coach, thanks for the history lesson. Tell the private investigator you have a Porsche 511. You got a Porsche 511 with 400,000 miles on it. 400,000 miles on it. Yes, indeed. Yes, that thing is about to break down. I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> anyway, they still they still voting for the over. Y'all voted. Y'all voted for a guy they called Jim Crow Joe. I swear to God, mm. you, you voted for the overseer. But got all this smoke about history and the slave ships and shit. I'm confused, man. What are we doing? No, I'm just <laughs> he's he's known as Jim Crow Joe. He gave the eulogy at a at a former known Ku Klux Klan member. And you're telling me about and you're telling me about chattel slavery. Let's get it real. It's right in front of your face. You can't make this shit up. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. By the way, there's a junior college appointment. God, I got to make, man. So we go leave it at that. This stream is off the rails. Anyway, shout out. He said, you better hush up about Master Biden and you going to get the real master, Donald Trump. All right. Anyway, shout out to the coach gang. Let's shuffle out. Peace. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.